Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin of Tail Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing today? And I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Did you have a good fourth? Oh yeah, it was fun. We just spent time with family and then did a little fishing over the weekend as, you know, expected. So, it was great. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, kind of checking your weather, and I was just up there visiting family for the holiday. It looks like you're kind of getting ready to cruise into that seasonable weather where it's probably, you know, low to mid-90s with pop-up thunderstorms, which probably means the trout fishing is kind of kaput for the season. Yeah, it'll it'll keep getting lower unless we get any substantial rain and keep getting hotter. So that's the, uh, the thing, you know. Sometimes you can get out there early in the morning, and it'll be fine if you take a stream temp. But as soon as it starts getting over 70 degrees, or, you know, some people are a little more uh, adamant at, like, 60 degrees or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, you pretty much quit fishing for them then just so that way you're not killing all the fish that you uh, you do catch. Because uh, the, the thing I hear people say sometimes is, like, well, it's just me. And, you know, the, if it's just one person and they catch – 40 fish or if they catch seven fish and then they tell their buddy and then their buddy tells their buddy and then all of a sudden you know people have caught a thousand fish that um could potentially die you know even if the mortality rate has increased even only 50 percent chance that's still a lot of fish um so best bet is just fish somewhere else and there's plenty of water to do it so there's not not too much of an excuse yeah, absolutely. I always tell people this time of year to kind of watch the the evening lows, and if they're not getting down in the 60s where you want to fish, you should probably go uh, chase bluegill or maybe smallmouth. Yeah, and, and that is the funny thing, because like that style of fishing has been doing pretty good, and it's only going to get better. Um, so it's not like you have to exchange one for the other and then be sad for the rest of the summer, because, I mean, who doesn't want to go catch 18-inch smallmouth on a popper because <laughs> i would happily you know make that exchange <laughs> and i'm sure most people would too yeah absolutely and so i imagine right since you haven't gotten a lot of rain right the water's just kind of getting clear the fish are i know the spawn was a little late this year so i'm assuming the fish are really kind of spreading out um and it's really just prime time to go after them on top yeah it's it's definitely getting to, to there it'll be more consistent topwater bite uh, as the summer goes on. That's, that's pretty much how it always ends up going. Because, I mean, you can, don't get me wrong, you can 100% go out and catch fish on poppers. Um, you could do that tonight. But uh, if you want to catch higher numbers, what you're going to end up doing more of is throwing minnow imitations or bait fish imitations um, or, or crayfish. Uh, and you can throw frogs, um, like the swimming frogs. Those have been doing pretty decent for people. Uh, it late, late in the evenings, I mean, all throughout the day, and just treating it like it's a, you know, a frog. It's just plopped into the water. Um, so th- there's lots of options. I think that's one of the really cool things with with uh, smallmouth fishing or just fishing, you know, the James in general, because you become a better angler. There's so many new things. through, And while the day is going, you know, you can change tactics. And you don't have to change fly lines, but, you know, you can pick up a fly rod with an intermediate fly line on it and throw out unweighted streamers and uh so there's a lot of really cool things you can do and uh and see how the the fish react and when the water is clear like you know it's it'll progressively like you said get more clear more clear you get to see how those fish respond uh to different things so 
it, it, it teaches you a lot about how fish uh, react and respond, particularly bass, because you know, they, they are different than a trout for sure. Yeah, and so in terms of maybe tips and techniques, how do you kind of work your progression through the day in terms of approach top versus subsurface and maybe some fly tips for folks? I For me, every, okay, first off, every river is different. So like the new is going to fish different than the James is going to fish different than you know, the, a place in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or wherever they're going. Um, so for like the James, a lot of times what I'll do is this time of the year, I'll go kind of like a pattern of early morning in the day, I'm fishing more top water stuff. And then the hotter it gets, I'll kind of go to focusing on deeper water, deeper patterns. Um, and then as the evening comes back around, I'll swap back over to, poppers on the surface or frogs, that sort of stuff. So it's kind of always like this view I picture in my mind of in the morning when the sun comes up, you fish top water stuff, keep it, you know, and pretty exciting. And then as the day progresses, I'll fish deeper stuff because the bass will move either to the shade line because uh, they, you know, they don't have eyelids. So when there's a bright sun, they don't like that. They want overcast days. Um, even though, you know, the, having a bright sun is nice. That, that's one thing that's kind of, weird for people to understand like when you have a really bright sun on a river as big as the james it forces those fish to go to either deeper water or shade line when you have these like overcrest like dreary sort of days the fish can be anywhere so you're you're really concentrating those fish on overcast days or not on uh on really bright days because you know pretty much the two water types that they should be in and uh when it's like that then you're fishing the shade line up near the trees where you can throw poppers and uh, swimming bait fish, all, all that stuff right up by the shade line. And you pretty much know where they should be because there's not very many big small mouse. I'm sure there's always an excuse like exclusion, but there's not too many very large small mouse that want to sit in direct sunlight in one foot of water or two foot of water at noon. You know, most of them are going to be looking for, deeper water where they can just sit there and rest until the evening um, or ambush prey on the, on a bank. So, and you know, that being said though, I mean, they're, they're pretty, as soon as they get big or bigger, they start getting pretty lazy. So it's hard for a bass to pass up this huge popper that just slaps down on top of his noggin when you, when you're fishing in the summer. So um, it's always, that's probably everybody's one of their most favorite ways of smallmouth fishing is, is with a popper just because it's so simple, straightforward, easy. <laughs> you don't have to worry about different water levels. You just slap that thing down and that's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any favorite patterns for fishing subsurface on the bait fish front? Are you a CK bait fish person or clouser minnow game changer? I, yeah, I, I do a lot of clousers, um, clousers and like half and half. It's, it, they just get good and deep and, you know, we're fishing different water types here in Virginia um, so like we have water that has a lot of ledges to it. Uh, so as you're casting that, you're able to work those ledges really well. And, um, and I, I like the clouser for that and they're really quick to tie. So I can sit down and in an hour, make up, you know, a dozen or however many. And, uh, if I lose them, it's not the end of the world. Cause I mean, I like, I like game changers as well. Um, there's some of that like spin off of that. They just take a little bit longer to make. And so, if I'm in the raft and I have uh, other people in the boat and I'm the one on the oars, I will be handing them clousers uh, just because I 
me personally, I fish some other stuff as well, but, uh, I don't like losing that to trees and bushes and everything else. Unless it's me that's losing it. <laughs> no, to- totally understand. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. If you'll send them to us, uh, on our social media pages, Facebook page or Instagram page, if we read your question, um, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. Uh, Ethan, before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know where they can find you and hours and internet and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, right now we're open up, um, four hours is normal. So you can come into the shop. It's at 920 Commerce street in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia, or you can find pretty much everything that we have on our website, which is tailtellersva.com. And uh, then, of course, we're on Instagram and Facebook and all that, which is just at TailTellersVA, as in Virginia. So it's pretty uh, pretty easy to find. And if you have any questions about anything, you know, you can always just send us an email or Instagram or Facebook message, and uh, we're pretty prompt to respond. Yeah, there you go. And listen, folks, you owe it to yourselves to uh, take advantage of this shift from cold water to warm water and uh, go chase some smallmouth, maybe some bluegill and largemouth bass. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.